1: The Big Dog and the Coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Producer extraordinaire David Olson on the other side of the plexiglass. We will be uh, talking sports and more throughout the show. A lot of NHL hockey, Stanley Cup playoff. Blackhawks lose to Phoenix in overtime. Three games in the... uh, Series so far, all three games overtime. How about that, Mel Allen would say. Little NBA basketball, as there's about five games left in the regular season. We'll do MLB and our soon-to-be-famous baseball, round them up and wrap them up. we got all that and more again, the coach and the big dog coming at you. Phone lines will be open throughout the show, 888-463-6748. We'll jump off the sports page as well, as we always do. Got a little college basketball news and and we should mention the NFL schedule has come up. Now, I didn't see it, but apparently, I don't know what network it was, NFL Network, ESPN 6 or 7, but, but apparently it was like a two- or three-hour special on the NFL schedule releasing for 2012. I repeat, a three-hour special, a three-hour program on just the release of the schedule. An indication of how big sports has got. Let's play a little bit of music, and then we will uh, kick this particular two guys at a mic show on a beautiful Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Off and running, a little bit of music, and here we go. sure you ran out the bed with your monologue there. Come on, the music is over. It is. I talked all- that you- long. You only got two minutes of music. Oh, right. Well, maybe I'll sing instead. No, we don't want that. All right, let's without uh, further ado, let me welcome in my partner in crime, the man whose opinions are often lambasted, are often uh, spun around the racetrack a few times and often go crashing into the boards, occasionally with a tire flying in and maybe knocking a fan out. That's the kind of man he is, but it's the big dog. Joel Radwanski joining us here in the two guys at a Mike show.
2: Big dog, how are you?
0: It, that might be occasionally, but at least my uh, opinion comes from an, a, a a unique perspective and isn't the same old stuff you hear from every single talking head on, on television. Oh, my yes. goodness, am I getting sick of that. By the way, Coach, Uh-oh. I want to let you know, our producer, David Olson, the man who drives the ship, well, he was kind of on me. He's like, hey, if you're going to do this Twitter thing, because so I finally got a this year, man, Twitter account. Okay. Folks got to follow this stuff." Well, I I never did the whole Joel Redwanski and start, oh, just commenting on everything. Like that's absolutely ridiculous, Okay. Well, yesterday, while I was listening to the to the Marlins and the Cubs and watching ridiculous hockey, and I mean ridiculous in every freaking sense, okay, oh my goodness, talk about the range of emotions in that hockey game last night. I have to admit I'm addicted to Twitter. It took me about two hours, Coach. But now as I was going on with this year, man, and, and David he came up with a strategy for me to start getting followers and. Just to let David know, he was he he told me I'm going to add a certain amount and a certain amount will add you. Mm -hmm. And he was right. It's like so. I got like ten extra followers. This might sound crazy, Coach, but I'm actually like I I built on my own last night an extra sixteen just by making connections, like and saying funny stuff. I I, I'll get the two guys in the mic. I'm going to get this this year, man. My goal now is to get to a thousand Twitter followers. Uh, that doesn't sound like much. Most people do something stupid. Next, you know, they get 10,000 Twitter followers like that. Mm-hmm. But by the uh, by June 1st, 1,000 Twitter followers. And, right. I'm, and I'm telling you, the tweets are good. This, this year, man, stuff, Coach, uh, You might have you checked them out yet?
1: I've checked out Facebook. I'm not really. I know we have a two guys in a mic, tweet or twit. And I started out kind of running that, but I've kind of gotten away from the I haven't been on Your Twitter brother? in a long time, Big Dub.
0: Just, just to let you know, I realized I just found out uh, today or y- yesterday that I can switch accounts on my phone like the snap of a finger. So I can be in control of our two guys into my Twitter account,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it'll be that simple. So I can literally like start a conversation in cyberspace between Joel Redwansky this year man and two guys in a mic
2: mm-hmm.
0: and next you know people are like wow that's pretty interesting and i'll i'll write the two guys in a mic from your perspective how i see you looking at everything so you're, you're not <laughs> going to like it just to let you know
2: okay. you're going to have
0: an awfully dark look at how
2: Boy.
0: i think of how you think yeah. and how i think you think most people will think that's not the way to think
1: nah, you you could speak for two guys in a mic on your behalf i can do it on my own thank you very much but so like, take me through it now. I'm still not uh, familiar with the Twitter world. So you're watching the game yesterday and you're
0: tweeting maybe like, thoughts anytime, on the game.
1: Do people respond to your thoughts? Is it like interactive as you're just, watching the game?
0: Okay, so what happens is you you. Uh, it's funny because I'll bet you like half the people on that are listening to this program are like, "Are you serious?" You actually explain Twitter, and the other half are like, "Please, I really need to know what is it like uh, <laughs> when you like basically." You start out, you don't have any followers, and you try to get, like, your friends to follow you, and you start following people. And whoever you are following, you have a screen that pops Uh, up. I know,
1: you don't have to go back quite that basic, because I have used Twitter, so I got that part down.
0: Okay, well, and then basically you put something in, and everybody that has you on there uh, that's following you will see it.
1: But like, for instance, last night, if you made a comment, I don't know if you did, but you said you were watching the game You while you were twiddling and twaddling, and if you sent out a tweet, would typically, you know, oh, he shouldn't have stolen third base, or why didn't they send the runner? Would you get a response? Is I'm trying to understand the,
0: uh... Well, it, it all depends. Like, when I have 28 followers. Yep. Like, in the middle of last night, you know, I, no, no one's gonna be like, why did you... No, I don't know why the guy went, but if I'm like, is it Brett Jackson going to be called up this year somebody said somebody actually replied to that
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that's more of like a bigger question i guess you know mm-hmm. what i mean but just say if i was okay you know if uh if i was when len and bob who's got one million cup followers they put it up there they get a hundred thousand people that said why well, they send the runner mm-hmm. so so I it guess. can
1: be informational and it can be conversational
0: as well Mine is smart-ass comment after smart-ass comment. That's all it's just so this morning. My very first similar one was, to the show. For, yeah, for my, my first one this morning was, I like to name my morning poops. This one was big, red, ugly, and it hurt. I named it Rafi Torres. Wow. And, I, you know, you put the hashtag wow. on Rafi Torres, that thing's been retweeted like four times already. It's only been an hour. <laughs>
1: I'm still stuck on the first part of that description. We are America's number one <laughs> breakfast show, folks. Uh, absolutely, as long as you're not eating breakfast. I have...
0: my, my ones on Marlins Park are the best, though, Coach. I you're... think those were the best ones that I had come up. Your ones I'm on who? To pat my, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I, but I'm not going to. I won't talk about my tweets again. I hope I won't. But it's just like I have to admit, I never did it until last night. But ever until mm-hmm. last night. All
1: right. So you have entered the Twitter world, and uh, on behalf of both, this year, man. And the two guys at a mic show, if any of our listeners out there want to uh, befriend you or become a follower, I guess would be the correct term, they could go to either one of those two uh, Twitter sites, Big Dog, is that right?
0: Well, go to to This Year, man, uh, on on Twitter or Facebook, Facebook and Twitter. You're going to be able to figure out how to do it. You just, This Year, man, two Mm -hmm. words, This Year, man. Excellent.
1: Excellent. And, again, producer David Olson, uh, nicely done, my friend. Any yeah, other David? Is he missing anything, or is he on, Is Joe on the right road? On the road to recovery? No, but he's on the right road. He's following the seven-step plan that you have given him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> of
0: course, but he's
1: it's only. Working. It's working.
0: It's it's working. I mean, uh, it's, I don't know. I like it. It was pretty cool because uh, immediately I got retweeted by the the editor. Is Judy DeCaro. What is she of the Red Ash? She's like the the. the, the no, no, she's um. No, she, she's a, just, she's a blogger. She used to be with the red eye, and I think she's just blogging now. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: By the way, All big right. dog, speaking of the seven step program, and I might down a few of these with you at the playbook on Monday. We should mention we will be appearing Monday night, eight o'clock, Cubs Cardinals baseball at the playbook ultimate sports bar in Niles, Illinois. And, uh, uh, this year man will be out there dressed and in a full regalia, correct?
0: uh... absolutely and uh, as i'm getting you know i had to go to the best dry cleaners in chinatown because i mean <laughs> that is there, there's no question when you talk there's certain places you know you go down taylor street and there's a battle for the best italian food yep. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh... you go if you go down milwaukee avenue between like forty four hundred north to like five thousand north there are so many delis you can get Crockett's ham for two ninety nine a pound okay well. The, you want to get your dry cleaning done right. You go through Chinatown. Oh my goodness! Tom. I'm getting. I'm going to look a number one come Monday night at twenty. The uh, April twenty third, coach. So have you? would be
1: interesting to. Oh, they've probably seen it all. I was going to say the reaction of the people when you bring the this year man outfit in. But now that I think of it, they've probably seen even more bizarre things than that,
2: huh?
0: Well, I wore it as I came in and I undressed and put everything there. That ah, the reaction, that's they a were a more fun without the suit as yep. they were with the suit, is yep. the best way I can that's say That's a problem. I heard
1: Benny the Bull did that once as well, and um, they had to hire a new Benny the Bull after that.
0: Well, well you know, kind of like Ugga at Georgia, where they always had that cute little mascot, you know, those bulldogs <laughs> don't last forever. Yep. Somebody steps on them or they get eaten by a bigger dog or something. Mm-hmm. Um well, uh, the same thing with Benny the Bull—they don't last very long. Usually, ends up the guy is, uh, you know, selling cocaine or blowing up fireworks. I mean, really. I mean, so Benny the Bull—I mean—has a stigma. You're going to end up behind bars. Like, uh, not to. Uh, how many Supermans, How many guys that played Superman coach ended up having a tragic ending? Well, if you're a Benny the Bull. You're going to be behind bars, and hopefully nobody gets you by the
1: horns, if you know what I'm saying, Coach. Oh, goodness. I bet he's got a Twitter account. I bet that would be pretty interesting to go on. And you're right, somebody could write a, well, not a novel, but at least a small pamphlet on the travails and the history and the humorous happenings and the sad happenings of Benny the Bull over the years, no question
2: about it. That will be a This
0: Your Man blog coming up soon. Very Very good.
1: And, by the way, getting back to the seven-step program, now you may have me, on the road to at least a couple of steps that I might need down in the future. Because remember when we went out the last time at uh opening day at Wrigley Field, right? Yeah. We went yeah. to the bars, and I was doing the, the Blue Moon. I've kind of gotten on a Blue Moon beer thing. But you were doing the Jack on the Rocks. Yes. Yeah. And it looked good. And over my years, David Olson, my years of, uh, not that I'm a big drinker, but, you know, parties, social occasions, or whatever, I got the beer. And the wine, you know, I like a little, you know, not major on either one, but I've never really found a go-to mixed drink, big Dough. And at uh-huh. the age of fifty-five, you know, that's that's I, I, it's a little embarrassing. So no, you know, no, I no, can't no. go for the uh, what did I used to get? The right, Jack Amaretto's. on the rocks. Jack on the rocks isn't isn't considered a mixed drink. I mean, it's whatever. When you go to the, what's it consider? It's it's, whis- it's whiskey with ice. Well, in it. but when you go to the the bar, as opposed to. A beer or a wine if you want to get a regular, another kind of drink, if you want to call it that, in a glass. Call it what mm-hmm. you want, a cocktail?
2: But you anyhow, cocktail.
1: so we went out, uh brand new hotel, met, uh, well, it doesn't matter who I met, a uh, pretty cool place, the Aqua. I don't know if you've been there, Big Dog. It's not far from waterriders.com
0: No, Coach, i got to tell you something. That is one of the most beautiful, yes. most spectacular buildings, and it's in a place called Lake. Park, Lake Lakeshore Park East. East, it yes. It used to be the old three hole uh, golf course. I told you about that park. Yep. Every single building inside of this park has been built in the last eight years. Yep. And there are a bunch of architects trying to do a measuring contest, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know Three Forks that is right there? Did you happen? You know what I'm talking I about? I
1: have three not. Years? I know the restaurant, brand new restaurant, Three Forks oh. right next to the Mariano's grocery store.
0: Lily the Lilac designed that. That's my girlfriend. Right she now. designed Three Forks? Yes, her company did it, and she did wow. it. Trust me, she's the. Uh, they fired everybody else in the place besides uh, two other people, so uh-huh. she's the low low woman on the totem pole. She has to do all the work. You know how it is. Yep. So, you know, the, one guy gets credit. Well, the you know, she did all the brush strokes, if you know what I'm talking about. Nice. Well, the, she does not take any credit for it, by the way. She doesn't say that, but all I right. can tell.
2: Well,
1: I will have to out. talk to her off air because I have uh, not some issues but some uh, things to talk about about that. Entire area over there, which, as you stated, that was where Chicago put in, uh, the, what would you call it? A nine hole par three golf course? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very, very cool. But the Aqua Hotel, by the the, the bar, I think it's called Fellini's, maybe? But oh, really modern, very cool. Just, it's hard to describe, but unlike any kind of bar that i've been in, into very very cool you'll have to check it out big dog as i was leaving you know 10 is about bedtime for me the conventioneers and some of the other folks were starting to come in it looked like a very uh interesting in all senses of the term place on a friday night but anyhow so i ordered the jack and the rocks first time i've ever done that Uh huh. that's pretty good pretty expensive but pretty it was good probably it that, was probably 12 bucks there was yeah it? it was 11 Okay. But uh, that may become the drink of choice. And again, uh, whatever you want to call it, David, cocktail, mixture, my, my drink of choice when I don't want the beer or the wine, the Jack on the Rocks. In the words of dearly departed Chuck Daly, awfully good.
0: It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a little lighter. You know, you don't get all filled up on beer. Yep. And the thing about it, you got to let the ice cubes melt a mm-hmm. little bit into the, into the Jack. Yep. If you enjoy that, you might want to try a doers 12 on the Rocks.
1: Dewar's Twelve is Dewar's Twelve a whiskey?
0: It's the same thing—a a whiskey bourbon. Okay. Deal.
1: Okay. Just keep and me away from Scotch. Me and Scotch yeah, yeah, do not God, go well. It's,
0: um, uh, well, I think it might be actually, but it's, I swear it's the best tasting stuff I've ever had. Okay. And just if you just say if you're in in Las Vegas and you walk up to somebody and you're going to order one of those coaches and yep. the guy's a bartender and he's over forty five years old, mm-hmm. just say, "Give me a Frank Sinatra." Because he drank that constantly. That's all he drank was Jack on the Rock. All right. Everywhere he went, everybody get a Jack and a little right. some ice, and then here comes Sinatra. If
1: I uh, no get joke. past a couple of steps and need all seven steps, Big Dog, it started with you. I will hold you at least partially responsible. But
0: uh, Well, I well, if, when you come to me, if that yes. ever happened, I, I would quit drinking. If you ever yeah. got so out of control, I would be shocked. Yep. I really would be shocked. Yep. And, that you would, get,
1: would. and you, you got to sip that stuff. You don't gulp it.
0: Oh, absolutely. you got to. You yep. got to enjoy it. As a matter of fact, there is an exact amount that you're supposed to sip to make it taste absolutely perfect. That <laughs> might sound crazy, but it's true, and it's not a big gulp whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, like it just tastes perfect. If you drink too big, you're like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm, you know, hiding out in my uh, dad's liquor closet trying to sneak a drink, you know, before <laughs> he gets home. You know, you have to do it real nice and subtle. Thing. Uh-huh.
1: For all the young kids out there, more advice from your good friends and the two guys at a mic show here at TalkZone.com. The big dog and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock, dog, you alluded to. And then we got sidetracked and off-tracked, as we so often do, but to a uh, great hockey game. Yesterday, the Blackhawks, unfortunately for us, Chicago fan, not a great result as they lose 3-2 to in overtime. It was the first game that I actually watched, and I say the same thing every year. Once I start watching hockey, absolutely hooked on it. I forgot what a great sport it is. I know for the hockey fans out there, they don't really want to hear that because, you know, like a Johnny come lately. But man, what a great game. Stanley, I'm, I'm hooked, big dog. I'm hooked the rest of the series. I already filled out the calendar the next, uh, you know, two weeks when the Hawks games will be as they beat the Coyotes in seven games. That's my prediction. At
0: least we would, we admit it. I hate when people act like they, yep. they know everything about the Blackhawks when they only watch the games in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, I've watched maybe a total of like two games throughout yeah. uh, the 82 game season in terms of time of game. But what a great you know.
1: sport. What a, I still think they need to make the rink bigger. This is, you know, look at it. Uh, the, the regular hockey fans, you've been in it so long. Look at me as somebody kind of looking from the outside, maybe with a cleaner vision. But I think if the rink were just a touch wider, it may be just a touch longer. You'd see even more action and open athletic hockey play but as it is just a phenomenal game
0: uh, so coach you're suggesting that they just take out about a thousand of the most expensive seats in hockey yeah why not come on you big dummy that won't work i'm,
1: I'm a 99 percenter let the one percent find another seat you
0: know, I, I can understand i can understand mm-hmm. what
1: uh the... all right let's talk about the game yesterday big doug so many uh so many things to talk about it ended with uh i think the hockey term is a softy with a brutal goal Corey crawford uh you know, gave up one that he should never have given. And then it started with uh, a big hit and a very scary moment. Do we know how Marion Host is doing?
0: Yeah. Every, all words is he's out of the hospital and he's all right. We, I, but no words. The, the, the Hawks and the doctors are keeping it perfectly mum. And, and I'm glad there is, you know, so I'm, as all this news is breaking about Marion Host the last night, I'm like, isn't there, like, they're like Marion Host's doctor to make a comment. I'm like, isn't there, like, doctor-patient privilege? Is, is he supposed to go on and be like, oh, yeah, he's banged up. He's going to be loopy for the next couple months. Or, oh, he's totally fine and he'll be ready to play in two games. You know, isn't there – there's supposed to be some sense of doctor-patient privilege, isn't there? You or, would or, think or so. confidentiality.
2: Yep, even so in the high-level sporting world. you
0: would... coach. The doctor said nothing, by the way. The doctor's like, he's still going through evaluation. Mm-hmm. How is he? Well, he was good enough to leave, but he's still under evaluation. Mm-hmm. That's all he would say. But still, that's too much. Why did – why do we have to know? You know what I'm saying, Coach? Well,
1: I think the fans would like to know if he's just in general. If he's, we don't have to know the specifics, but I think we can, you know, go to sleep a little bit easier knowing that a guy that was taken off at a stretcher, you know, he's going to be okay at least. It's not super well, serious. Uh,
0: some guy that's going to have really, really bad karma. Some person thought it would be funny last night to go on Wikipedia. And you know how anybody, if they have a Wikipedia account, can go in and change a fact on there. So be very careful. If you're one of those people that, yeah, I'm doing a term paper and using Wikipedia as a reference guide. Well, guess what? You're, there's something wrong in your in your paper. Somebody put up there that Marion Hosta had died during the game. Aye. I it's, it's on Wikipedia, coach. If you go to one of my tweets that have the whole thing, somebody went I, I actually have the page, the Wikipedia page. It's ridiculous how, how somebody could do that is, yep. uh, I don't know.
1: That falls under the uh, category with capital letters, not cool. Or yeah, dumb. not cool at all. Either way. But let's talk about the hit now. Uh, Big dog, your thoughts on it. Rafi Torres, who you so brilliantly described early in the morning, and I'm using the word brilliant in the loosest sense of the term, but what did you think of the hit? Should he have been penalized, possibly suspended for that hit?
0: How could the How could the official who was – that had, the official was right there on the blue line, okay, and it, or no, it was like right on the red line, me, and it happened, like, just inside of that. How could he not have seen Rafi Torres launch himself? And isn't that the whole thing? Not only was the hit late, he had gotten rid of the puck well in advance, okay? But he launched himself. So it's a late hit, and it was the exact type of hit that you're not supposed to do. So even if it was on time, it's illegal. It's, it's asinine, Coach, and the fact that he wasn't taken out of the game immediately. You know, we're talking about Marion Hosa. We're talking. There's it's Patrick Sharp. It's it's uh, Brent Seabrook and it's Marion Hossa. He's probably the third best player on the team. In and, and he's going off on a stretcher. It's ridiculous, coach. Yeah.
1: By the way, speaking it, it, of Brent Seabrook, NHL, uh...
0: NHL their their freaking comments afterwards. Did you hear what the Phoenix uh, the Phoenix announcers were like? That was a clean hit. These Chicago people are crybabies. They were saying it was a clean hit over the air. And the NHL came up, well, the officials didn't see it. The officials didn't see it. Are you serious? How could you not see a guy? There's four of them out there, Coach, and they didn't see that. Right in the middle of the ice. It wasn't like it was at one end and another end, and we could all say, who's ever officiated could say, you know what, I can understand it. That was ridiculous, Coach.
1: For those that did not see it, the best description would be, Big Dog, kind of a uh, elbow as they're not on initial confrontation, but it was almost like Torres, after they contacted, kind of in the beginning stages of separation. Am I getting this right? He throws yeah. the vicious elbow up at the head area of a Marian Hosa. Would that be a accurate
2: description?
0: Uh, and uh, the, the elbow landed, and the elbow was thrown as he was launching himself off of the ice from. Uh, from the lower position and what I, and up into him, the perfect launch position. It's like the, like NFL guys; like they can use that. Uh, you can't do this anymore. This is what you can't do. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it was, Coach. Mm-hmm. I, I, the the guy, hockey player, is totally defenseless. He passes the puck, and next thing you know, is a guy from the other angle gets a perfect head-on hit from him, and it, that was ridiculous. And do you realize that exactly April seventeenth of a year ago? Rafael Torres on the, the Vancouver Canucks took out Brent uh, sent uh Brett Seabrook yep, behind the net, and it was, and he didn't get suspended for that. Oh, what a surprise! He didn't learn his lesson a year ago, and he's mm-hmm. still headhunting people. He should have been suspended ten games a year ago. We wouldn't have to be dealing with this joke right now. Same like said, guy, and again, Seabrook. he was
1: playing for a different team last year. He was a member of the uh, much hated, if you're a Blackhawk fan, the Vancouver Canucks. So Rafael Torres. Public enemy number one now for the Chicago Blackhawks fans, Big Doug. I think that's pretty easy to figure out.
0: Uh, and I want I want and I want every uh, Hawk fan to to listen to this and hear what I'm saying. The Blackhawks don't need to pay out retribution on Rafi Torres. Rafi Torres is a grunt and a grinder who is not going to score. If someone's going to pay for it, Let it be somebody else. Let it be a goal scorer. That's what I'm talking about, Coach. Mm -hmm. We need to make them pay. No, no, no. Forget Rocky Torres. He's the pimple, okay? Go for the cancer. Okay, (laughs) that's what I'm talking about.
1: I think the anger and the frustration you can hear in the voice of the big dog, Joel Radwanski, very symbolic of not all but many of the Blackhawk hockey fans out in the Chicago area. Hawks lose in overtime. Painful defeat on... A softy given up by Corey Crawford. 3-2, to two, they go down two games to one. Out to the phone lines we go real quick, and again, you want to check in. Phone lines open, 888-463-6748. It is caller Brady checking in. Brady, how are you, my friend?
0: Good, Coach. How you doing? Long time no talk. Uh, let's
1: talk the NFL draft.
3: <laughs> Not yet, <laughs> my friend. Not yet.
1: I'm assuming, Brady, you are a Blackhawk fan. Do you feel the anger of the big dog, or possibly do you want to with him? Do you have differing opinions?
3: No. How how can I not? After after that hit last night, I mean that was despicable. That's the only word I could think of uh, when I when I saw when I saw that hit. It was despicable, especially after all the NHL's effort to eliminate head hunting and, and hits to the head from the game, and you know, um, with Rafi Torres' history in this league especially with the Blackhawks, that that hit last night came one year to the date after yep. Torres lit up Brent Seabrook uh, in last year's playoffs. So uh, despicable is, I think, the best word to describe what happened on the ice last night with Rafi Torres. Big Dog,
1: you're a, you're a man that's been suspended many a time. You've had a few soirees with a Brendan Shanahan. Your best guess when they review the tape, Brendan Shanahan, by the way, the NHL penalty enforcement guy, ex-St. Louis Blue. In your opinion, Big Don, when they look at the tape, what do you think is in store for Rafael Maguire Torres?
0: Well, he, he better get more than three games, is the best way that, that I can say it. Now, I know he's a he's a, a two-time he's a two-time offender uh, offender, but uh, Brady, let me ask you a question. Last year, I'm almost positive he didn't get any suspension for his hit on Seabrook behind the the net last year. Did he? Did he get anything for that?
3: I. Don't think I, don't think so. I don't recall 100%. I'd have to go and look that up. But uh...
0: I, I really don't think he – I know he's been penalized for other cheap hits throughout his career. He's got a whole history of them. But something tells me I don't remember him, and I remember the Hawks being livid about it. And what a surprise. He's headhunting the Hawks again a year later. I mean, really. I mean, I don't have any problem with hard hits in hockey. I love them. We all love them. But, but Brady's right. It was despicable. Come on. Play hockey. Play, play some Eddie Shore hockey out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Brady, the hey, Blackhawk response after that hit um did not seem to be maybe what some of the fans were looking for. Not that you needed to create a fight or take out anybody with a dirty hit, but did they respond with enough physicality to to show Phoenix they're not going to be pushed around and to fire up their own team?
3: Well, yeah, Brandon Bowling jumped right on Rafi Torres right after the hit
0: and ended up getting the only penalty on the play, yeah, if you can believe that. But that wasn't much uh, of a hit. Yeah, but why did the point is why was the only penalty Bolin?
3: Right, I mean, Bolin jumped on Torres after the whistle. That's why he got the penalty that he did two and ten uh, for roughing, and then the, the ten minute misconduct. And it was after the whistle. That's why he got the penalty. But the fact that not uh, not a single one of the four officials on the ice saw the Rafi Torres hit. Um, you know, and speaking from an official state, I don't do hockey. I do basketball, but. They always tell us, stay with the shooter, because you know you never know what might happen with a guy running out to defend a shooter, might undercut him, and that's when you call a foul. Hosta had just gotten rid of the puck. You, you'd think yep. that you know, at least one official would stay with Hosta mm-hmm. to see if he got checked, and, and lo and behold, not a single one, including the guy not 10 feet away from the play, uh, yeah. who, who was a linesman, and they can't call penalties, but definitely... Um, I believe informed the uh, referees of what they saw. Not a single guy on the ice. Eight or four, four pairs of eyes. Four. Not a single guy saw. I always it. thought
1: there was three officials in hockey.
3: No, they added a uh, they added a second referee a few years ago. The second guy So now two guys have orange stripes on their arms and wow, and two linesmen. See that They've big dog? Two I,
1: I need to watch more hockey, big dog. I thought there was only. <laughs> I, got, I was going to stop you when you said four earlier, dog, and I thought. Well, I'll just let it slide well, by. How do you like that?
0: Well, so, uh, Quinville is, without a doubt, of all the people in the city of Chicago right now, the best post-game uh, press conferences are Joel Quinville because he doesn't cut to, He doesn't cut to the chase. And when when reporters ask them about what about that horrible call against so you, he said, "No, we didn't play good enough hockey." You know, he yesterday was the first time I ever heard him complain that much about officiating since he's been a Chicago Blackhawks uh, head coach. And he said it was the uh, officiating was horrible, but he specifically said that linesman was a total disgrace. He was like he was a disgrace. When you get yeah. called a disgrace, I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> not, not to mention there were
3: there were several other uh, missed calls throughout the night, you know, tripping calls, hooking calls, etc. And I, I don't know, and I know they they don't like to call a ton of penalties in the playoffs. They'd rather always on the ice, uh, you know, determine the outcome of the game without too much penalty interruption, but There were some blatant calls missed last night that you have to wonder, you know, what those guys were doing. Um, uh, Jonathan Taves was also very um, uh, uh, questionable towards the officiating last night. He was saying, you know, we don't know what to expect anymore. Um, It's hard to figure out, you know, stuff like that. So Jonathan Taves, the Blackhawks captain, who's normally very, um, he's captain serious. You know, he doesn't say a lot in the way of controversial things. Yeah, he was uh, he was borderline controversial last
1: night. Mm. And caller, caller yeah. Brady, check it in. You can too. Phone lines open at 888-463-6748. Any more on that, big or You want to actually talk about the
0: uh, scoring? Uh, so the, the, one, the one they want to ask Brady is that there's rumors going around that uh, somebody said Hayes he told a reporter, uh, but I haven't found the story that they saw the Coyotes laughing when they when they scraped uh, Hot off. Did yeah. you hear I heard that rumor that? as well?
1: No, that's uh, – I can – on behalf of the Phoenix Coyotes, I'm going to state right now that's that's a rumor. No athletes are going to do that. Sorry.
0: I, I, I
2: hope so. I'm, I'm serious. Sure hope so.
1: David Olson's well, giving me the questionable. look. Come on.
2: When a guy's, guys being carried
1: him? off in a stretcher, you're not going to be laughing about it. That's that's TV stuff made for TV drama, but that's not real life.
3: Did you guys hear wait, wait. Rafi Torres after the game? Did you guys see oh, his, his post-game scrum? I was just finishing the hit. Yeah, yeah, just finishing the hit as a hockey play. Then they asked if um, he left his feet, and he said he doesn't want to talk about it. Then someone asked if he was going to be suspended, and he walked away. Talk yeah. about not being able to face the music. Well, for his own but, uh, safety, he should not play the next four games without question. I
0: I, I hope
3: that, that Brendan Shanahan suspends him for at least the rest of the playoffs. It would make sense. And, I mean, it does make sense. I mean, that, that's, that's at, the, at the very minimum three games, because if the Blackhawks win out, it'll take them three games to do so. And then, if that's the case, I hope his suspension carries over into next season.
0: Now, uh, w- would you agree, Brady, that in the NFL this year, because I, I felt that maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but there was a, a more of an awareness by defensive players to not hit defensive players, like to go after the ball and let up. I mean, did you did you happen to notice that there seemed to be a, that happened a lot more this season?
3: Uh, I don't know about that. It's so hard to do when when you're out on the football field and playing hockey. I mean, those are two sports that it's hard to play. You know, halfway you can't give half an effort when you're playing those sports if you want to uh, be successful in those sports.
0: Well, um, no, I, 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 I think completely people... agree with you there. I'm not saying people are letting up on running backs when they have the ball and all that. I just meant like. I really seem like there was a lot of times this year where there were defenseless receivers where guys were able to pull up yeah. that in I'm... recent years did not pull up. And and so the NFL players, I think, have really ex- – there's a lot of them that accept it I can't do this, I'll get suspended. Mm-hmm. Where right. the NHL it seems like people are like, who cares? It seems like it c- continues to happen. The NHL needs to do something about it is what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, the, the NFL has the NFL's been very diligent about suspensions and fines and stuff and and Brendan Shanahan, you know, Shea Weber of the National Predators deliberately slams Henrik Zetterberg's face into the glass, not once but twice, and gets just a $2,500 fine. Andrew yeah. Shaw runs into Mike Smith, who is totally fine, plays the rest of the game, and is not going to miss a game the rest of the series, and gets three games for it. So you never know what to expect from Brendan Shanahan. You don't know what's going to get you just a fine or a suspension. I would think that this hit by Rafi Torres is going to
1: get at least three games. We'll have to see, though. By the way, speaking of Mike Smith, we almost uh, almost had some goalie on goalie action, gentlemen. As, we did what was it? The end of the second the end period? Of
0: the second, right when they were given Pave the penalty. Uh, yeah.
1: What's better, Big Dog? We've always talked about uh, one of the you know finest things to see in sports is when the two mascots get into it, mascot and mascot fight. But There's a goalie no versus problem. goalie battle—that that's that's pretty close to mascot level action.
0: No, 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 no. Oh, Let me yeah. right. come on, goalie on goalie action is 100% real. Mascot on mascot action Um, is probably real, but there could be a little WWE involved. Well, yeah, I'm talking about
1: the mascot on mascot action where the pushing and the shoving, the, the fun stuff, it doesn't happen often, but when the fun stuff breaks into real, and when you see a real mascot fight, I would argue that's even better than the goalies.
0: I'm not going to argue with that at all, Argue that, but uh, Brady, that was an excellent call. I really appreciate it, but just to let you know, I, I have contradicted myself a million times in, this, in what we were talking about because as much as I'm saying the NHL needs to crack down and the NFL did a good job of getting away the defenseless hits, I have complained time and time again that people shouldn't have been fined or suspended for the hits that they were that they were levied. Oh, like that oh, they were looking on for the hit they gave. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the James Harrison, I'm like, oh my God, they're totally picking on this guy. He just tackled the running back in the backfield. Too bad it was helmet to helmet. And all of a sudden, he's, you know, $100,000 out of his pocket. So,
2: yeah, I, I, I think it's hard sense. to
3: avoid. It's hard. It's so hard to avoid a helmet to helmet hit sometimes because, you know, at the mm-hmm. second, a running back ducks down and, and you know, you get some helmet to helmet contact. Yeah. Or, you know, a play I, I always go back to is a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think it was a Jets. And I forget who they were playing, but anyways, one of their safeties, uh, it was a jump ball in the end zone, and the guy catches the ball. Uh, one of the Jets' safeties is below him, goes up to make the tackle, and the dude gets hit from behind, which forces his head downward and ends up, I think it was Eric Smith, who got eventually suspended for multiple games because of a head-to-head hit that he couldn't control. They were were wearing the
0: Titan uniforms that game, weren't
3: they? I think
0: so, yeah. Because I remember that hit. And You're right, it was like accidentally horrific is Mm what ended up happening.
1: But I'm glad you guys clarified it because uh, I would take the same approach in the NHL. You hear so many, you know, meatheads out there talking about, oh, they're, you know, softening up the game of football. You know, they're making it too easy. They're taking the hard hitting away. No. What they're taking away is the hard hits when the player is defenseless. I would argue, who cares? You can be as tough as you want. You know, you and me can be pretty tough when the guy's not looking at level. a NFL receiver, we could do something. You want to hit hard? You want to be tough? You do it when that running back's coming at you, the receiver's got the ball, or you're a blocker and there's a linebacker in the way. You want to flatten them When the guy can see you straight up, you hit as hard as you want. Like Brady said, helmet to helmet. Sometimes that will happen. The cheap stuff with the defenseless player? To me, you could take that stuff out of the game, and it doesn't soften the game of football.
0: So, so let's get back to hockey. If you're going to hit somebody in hockey, don't yep. leave your skates. Skate through them. Don't skate, like, up and underneath them. That's, that,
3: that's, that's one thing that you can control as a checker. You can control whether you stay on the ice or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful Guys, my, my last point before I let you go, I think this is bad for the game of hockey. You see what happens in this series. And then in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia series, uh, what happened in their game? I think it was was either Game Three or Four uh, on Sunday, where you had multiple game misconducts. I mean, the the list of of penalties for that one incident. I mean, it's just it's bad for the game of hockey.
1: Here's a great example. Here's a great example why you're right, Brady. We just spent the last eight or ten minutes of scintillating, highly valuable radio airtime talking about one hit. When it right. was a great, now I know it didn't end good for the whole but that was a great playoff game it. with all kinds of drama, three goals within a minute in the third period, overtime right. hockey, and we are talking about the fight. So that is exactly why your point is right. The game is too great for that stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, guys, I'll let you go. Have a Beautiful. good show.
1: Brady, one final question for you. Um uh, sure. Before we leave, we'd like to ask each of our guests, uh, today and today only, boxers or briefs? Oh, boxers for sure. Wow. There you go. I'll tell you what. The, the, the makers of briefs are in big trouble based on our listeners. We, we were about 88% boxers.
2: And that includes,
1: that includes the female
0: listeners, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm big, I'm big on the boxers.
1: <laughs> right, thank you, Brady. Speaking of boxers, by the way, it's not boxing. It's MMA. I did watch the end of, and speaking about fighting, of the Warrior movie. Uh huh. And I will say, I have to let it sink in because sometimes, you know, I watched it yesterday. The last half of it, uh, you know, you're you're not as objective. I got a let a couple of days go by, but I would say Big Dog, maybe, maybe the finest sports movie I've ever seen.
0: I gotta see it. A lot of people have told me that. A yep. lot of people have told me that. so. I yep. I've, I've got to watch it. And it's a true story, which makes it really yeah. really cool.
1: And, so. and David, knowing Big Dog's person, I don't want to build it up too much because now I'll disappoint you. But I'll no, say no, it no. anyways. Knowing your personality. And the sport that you so much love, the uh, the MMA, and the softer side of you, you know, the big dog for the, uh, you know, I, I've known you long enough to know that you've got the emotional side too. This will play on both of your emotions. I don't want to build it up too much for you, but you do need to see it.
0: Okay. Okay. Now I know the real story in real life, so. Oh, I see. didn't get all that emotional when I watched The Boxer about Mickey Hart because I knew the, Mickey Ward because I knew the whole, the whole yeah. story. So
1: that was a great movie. Wait, fight. the boxer or the
0: wrestler? The fighter, the fighter. What do they call it? The one with Mickey Ward? It's about Mickey Ward. It's uh, it's uh, uh the old guy from In Sync or Boys to Men or whatever. Uh, the the you know? fighter with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, the fighter with Mark See, Wahlberg. Don't... They won all kind of Oscars. Okay, I, think I, I have... knew the whole story, so I didn't get all teary-eyed like everybody else did. You know what I mean? So I, I might not.
1: Is that worth seeing was, too? I haven't seen. Oh that God, one. yeah, that was it. Was a really? Best Picture nominee with Christian Bale. See, uh-huh. You're right. That's another one. The, I oh, how how many, it was it. Was
0: fantastic. Yeah, the movie was great, and whoever played Mickey Ward's girlfriend was freaky. she was unbelievable in the movie. So was the Mickey Ward mom. Mickey Ward's mom in that movie. Like she won,
1: She won the Oscar oh, for that.
0: Oh, Mickey, oh, War, oh, Mickey oh, Ward's mom
1: oh. won an Oscar for that, and the girlfriend was uh, Amy Adams. Oh, I love Amy Adams. Yeah. Well yeah, so. maybe I
0: have seen that movie. That's good. Well I'm surprised you don't remember it because it was phenomenal.
1: Big fan of but, Amy Adams.
0: Just talking talk about but you're right, I do get emotional. There's a story that everybody needs to hear about and something needs to happen about this, okay? There's a there's a young there's a I'm gonna call him a young man, a seventeen year old boy who has been dealing with his mother dying of cancer for the last six years. He doesn't have any brothers and sisters, doesn't have a dad in the house. And in his senior year in high school, he's missed 16 days of school. Every single one of them was taking his mom to chemo or something that, like anybody that has to deal with cancer would know, uh, you know, you have to take care of these people, do a lot for them. Well, the kid had to work two jobs while he was going through his senior year in high school, had to quit the baseball team that he was extremely good on, okay, just to pay the bills and so he can take care of his mom. Well, if you have 14 unexcused absences in the Carrollton School District, you are not allowed to walk at graduation, even if you're great, say you are. Mm -hmm. Well, the kid is almost like a straight-A student. He completed all of his work, even though he had to miss those 16 days, and they're not allowing this man to walk at his high school graduation. That's all his mom wants, because he missed 16 days of school. Mm -hmm. That kid is more of a man than anybody in that school district. Two jobs, a dying mom... And he still got almost straight A's, and he had to give up the sport that he loved. See, to me,
1: that that goes back to the uh, you know old argument of rules are made to be broken. Some people say you got to follow the rules. Tough situation, learning experience. But you know the rules are there. If we make an exception here, you know, boom, 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 no. To me, you know, you you, you you have to have a set of rules, be it sports or, in this case, in school. But you have to use common sense. You have to have the ability to make exceptions. And I don't know the story very well, Big Dog, but it seems like this clearly would be a case. You simply make an exception, not that big yeah. of a deal.
0: Yeah, not that big of a deal. This kid should be given a speech at his high yes. school graduation. He should be like, this is how you persevere. This is one of the worst things that could happen to you. You can still figure out how to make something good out of it. No, they just don't want them to show up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's an outcry over this, and they still are like, no, we're not changing our mind. So, you know, when we get in the whole stickler over rules thing, there's a big difference between you making a judgment as official, deciding what's right or wrong, yeah, or like,
2: there's
0: a big difference. I, I don't you know, think so. If it give off the game, I could care less. If a mother doesn't get to see his son walk, a a, a son that has taken care of her for six years and Mm -hmm. is now her only means of support, it's a little different.
1: I, I, well, I I'll go halfway with you, but I'll agree with you that one is more important than the other. I will disagree that they're different things. I think it's the exact same thing. You make an exception when it makes sense. Don't be afraid to use common sense. Don't be so bound by the rules that you are afraid. I wish we still had Brady on the phone because he is an official. But you know we've talked about it many times. The situation I brought up to you where the kid hits the grand slam homer over the fence, over the fence. And yeah. the guy and and the kid misses second base or you know misses home plate by half a foot and the umpire sees it and I would argue who cares if he missed it
0: no, that's I, I completely disagree well, on I that think one. it's the same situation you touch the base you should you should enjoy your victory laugh and touch the base well I, you I, should I, I agree you,
1: you should at. but if you don't and they hit the ball over the fence it's no reason for an umpire to take a phenomenal play away from the team away from the kid. When it didn't affect the play at all. You simply give the guy the home oh, run and maybe a little bit after when he's walking out to his position, you tell him, Hey, number fourteen, you know, it was pretty close. Make sure you you know no, step no, no. right. You
0: don't you don't automatically take it away, you only take it away if the other team noticed. It's called the baseball. I w I don't say oh big don't, don't tell you big dog, now, now you're now you're Oh team, boy. So no, hold on a second. First I'm gonna say this. Do you have to come up with a better example no, of I why don't. I should change a decision than that one? No, but, I hey, don't. For me personally, you do. I would never. If a if a co- a manager noticed that guy didn't touch the base, you're right, manager. He's out. It's as simple as that. If you know, not it's noticed, not. Shut up.
2: It's not, not know, that simple. First a, of
0: that's all, rule, coach. No, oh, here we go. Here we go. Spinning around the turn. Have a better example of right and wrong situations.
1: This is a perfect example and the fact and you 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 bring up one of my weak points here, not one of my weak points, but one of the points that gets me bowling uh boiling. Oh, you gotta credit the other team. You know, if the other team saw
2: it, you gotta give
1: them credit and they deserve oh what a bunch of crap. There's no credit First of all, if I'm on the other team and a kid he hits the ball the over the fence, the what kind of weasel, what kind of weasel is actually watching to see if he touches the base or not? Give me a break.
0: I would say every good manager ever.
1: I would say every kind of weasel would be doing that. Anybody with any character at all would applaud, well, not applaud, you're disappointed because you're a competitor, but the kid oh, hit the ball over the fence. They rightfully won the game. What kind of weasel little personality to look and see? Oh, he missed the base by two inches. If I'm the manager, one of my players called that, I go out and tell the up. No, absolutely not. We are not protesting that. And I if it's a youth game, even an older, I tell my kids or I tell my team afterwards why I did it. It becomes a learning experience. Couldn't disagree with you more, Big Doug.
0: Uh, all I know is this: I if if I'm only going to say, oh, he he touched the base, I'm going to lie to the guy, you know. So yes. I am not gonna get on Yes, all you in. are. You, to me personally, you need a better example of where common. To me, common sense means this: Yeah, common sense. He didn't touch the base. It doesn't count. See, you know what? I and mean? you're arguing with me about this. I don't want to argue anymore with okay. that. Okay. Right. You got to come stronger than that example. Of no, you're I never don't. You going to convince me. You okay. that's always your that's always your one. And it's not going to convince me. You got to come up with oh, a well, there's, better there's... example of where an umpire has to. Yeah, you're right. That I have to. I have to disregard what the real rules are. Mm-hmm. Forget the rules. I'm going to play king. You have to come up with a better example. I've given you plenty. I've you given you BF plenty. Time that a guy missed the base. He then it doesn't count. He I have
1: given you plenty of examples in the past. Football it's game. You are the one. you are the referee on the nearest sideline, big dog. Let's say it's a uh, high school game, maybe a JV game, freshman game, even a varsity game. Pitch out to the right, opposite you, headed for the opposing sidelines, and the left tackle on your side of the field Uh is holding a little bit. But the guy that he's holding is like 30 yards away from the play, weighs 260 pounds, would never have a chance. So it's a pitch out, beautifully designed pitch out. Boom, the running back takes down the sideline. He is headed. The crowd's going wild. You are the referee on the near side. You saw the hold 40 yards away from the play. Do you throw the flag?
0: Did the guy go to the ground? Um, if, he, if he was tackled, if he just held him, no. If he took him to the ground, absolutely yeah. the flag goes up. Boom, Let's, there you go. That's, okay. that's my difference. Okay. okay.
1: Let's say it was just a regular if hold.
0: That a one. That's a simple one. If you, anybody calls holding on that, they're an idiot. Thank you. Really. If, okay. if, 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 but, if you but there are,
1: him, but there are people that would argue, no,
0: hey,
1: he shouldn't have been holding. It's his so fault.
0: Like I said, I, I, I am willing use common sense okay, okay. but I, so that one argument don't come right.
1: you say i always use the home run example i'm going to throw some other examples out at okay. you now football and these are ones that actually happen football game a big moment in the game late field goal i think i've mentioned this one before too and a player it's a game,
2: i believe
0: what it's a new game i believe right
1: oh i got that one too but this is not the uh, nature but that's even worse but this was actually notre dame high school beautiful niles Illinois, in all american city by the way and we'll be in Niles, Illinois, the All-American City at the Playbook on Monday at 8 o'clock. Check out our Facebook page for that, playbookchicago.com is their particular website. Um, they're lining up for a game-winning field goal, Big dog, And one of the linemen on the field goal kicking team is using four-letter words to trash talk to the guy across from him. Ball snapped, kick is good. Late in the game now. Game-winning field goal, 30 seconds left. It's unsportsmanlike penalty. No question about it. By the book, do you call it in that situation?
0: Yeah, I do. If, if the guy's out there MFing in a high school game, yep. t- whatever. No. And and, and but, i, I got to tell you something. I, I played four years at Donner Gulf North. Three and a half of those I was on the varsity football team. I never swore at I, or talked smack or tried to here's, here's where
1: here's where I think you're wrong. Here's where I think you're wrong. Late in the game. 30 seconds left, a minute. If it's in the first quarter, absolutely. All right, but if it's late in the game and the game is to be decided on this play, okay, you got one idiot MFing over to the other guy, but you cannot call that penalty for this reason. It's the same thing at the coach. Well, I'll give you another example in a sec. For this reason, and that is you've got 51 other players on the football team who deservedly on the field goal kick won the game. You cannot. As a referee. Let one idiot ruin it for the other fifty one guys. Oh,
0: oh, you're talking about celebrating after. No, the play no, no, no. I'm talking about swearing at the guy across from you. Yeah, yeah, you can't no I no. You that's, can't that's call it that. well yeah, I call it. I will call well, that. I would not not the high school game. I, I I as a matter of fact, when I hear people MFing and screaming and swearing out on it in and don't feel I tell them, hey, this is recreation uh, sports, and I will call, I will personally, and I I will warn them. But high school, no, forget that. You're out there acting like that immediately. But, Um, Big
1: Dog, you're you're missing my point. I agree with you, and I agree with you in the recreational field. It's unacceptable. And you step in and you stop it, but not on a game-winning field goal. You can't do that.
0: No, no, it's too bad. It's too bad. No,
1: that's where we disagree.
0: So, I, well, so you change the way you official as in absolutely. I do, I do realize you can't yes. tell everything totally by the book, but you do not change the way you official. Yes, you do. Trust me. If it is <laughs> a if it is a foul, and it's always a foul, and if, whether using common sense or not, <laughs> if that is a foul, you can't say, "Well, no." After I just use my common sense when I think about it, it was a high school kid. MFM, uh, but the game's on the line, so I let him get away with it. Yeah, it's it. exactly no, what you do. No, that's
1: the big dog. How did the other? F- you're gonna. R- Take the game away from the other fifty-one guys well, who have busted the way, their butt. They
0: still, they just move the ball up, and they still have to convert no, the field no, no, goal no, anyway. No, no, okay. No, no, no. What about
1: uh, what about basketball games? Same thing. Situation down the stretch, some key free throws. You got a coach ranting and raving. He deserves the technical, but you, as an official, at that point in the game, you cannot call the T on the
0: coach or another player. Yeah, no, no. I, uh, by the way, I, I have never been belittled really, really bad ever as an official. I can honestly say that and I'm sorry, I've kept control of most of the games I've ever been at. Yep. I've had a couple of people yell out some stupid stuff to me, like really, you know, really, go get a freaking life, okay? You know, like, <laughs> lawyers make a 200 grand a year. MF and me, I missed the call. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, you know, why don't you go? You might want to stretch before you come yeah. out, here, you're gonna rip something. Okay, but <laughs> I, I would call it. I, I and I have never had to deal with that, but I'm not gonna be like, okay, you're sitting here belittling me, MFing me, and I'm just going to let you do it. Part of the game is you need to keep poise and control. I, yes. I'm not going to be like, oh, the I'm not going to hurt the coaches, the rest of the guys on the team, because, yeah. you know, well, no, I, no, I, I would do that. I would
1: argue that uh, I think that's exactly when you need to keep control, and that's exactly when you need to be strong of personality. Those who are weak of personality, some people, they oh look at him taking control of the game, calling the T on the coach. That's Nobody exactly wants, under pressure is exactly – That's exactly when you need to be the strongest and you hold up on the technical in a pressure situation because, again, referees don't decide the game. The team deserves to win that game. They don't deserve to have their idiotic coach at that situation take the free throw away.
0: A good coach, a good referee, a good player doesn't change anything that they do in a pressure situation. Right, but what about the bad coach? If you want to be successful in a pressure situation as a player, what, do you want to be like, oh, now it's important? No, it's important. No, no. It's always important and you go back to fundamentals. And if the guy is is if I thought it would have been a technical in the first period, it would be a technical with nope. a minute to go in the game. Com- I'm not gonna be like, Oh, I'm afraid to call a whistle nah. because then the <clears throat> game will also be blown on blamed on me because nah. I was arrested was sick of a guy that kept swearing at me. Okay. Love, so, you,
1: love you like a so brother, my friend I, but- I'm
0: not gonna let it, I'm not gonna let people abuse me. I would nah. never be quick with it. And I will admit this, if I think I may have blown the call, I might let the guy get a couple extra investments on me. Okay, but uh, to be quite honest, Coach, sometimes this whole thing, oh, you can't let the officials decide the game. You didn't decide the game. Some guy yelling at you repeatedly when you warned him to stop Mm -hmm. caused the game, okay? Yeah,
1: But you had the ability to still swallow the
0: whistle and and let the the game. If he keeps on yelling, I'm going to blow it. Oh, okay. I'm not going to give you a technical because yeah. you know this would cost your team. Well, too bad. Maybe you should have thought about that before you brought up every single yeah. uh, issue of my family tree for the last right. ten minutes. But
1: again, there's the weakness of your argument because oh, it's, it's the, you. It's, weak- it's weak- you weak- versus it's coach.
0: Argument. I warn a guy to shoot. I
1: understand that. I don't give but it's a, it's, oh, it's you sure, and whatever. the idiotic coach. How do you explain that to the other twelve guys on the basketball team? You're gonna
0: you going to look them in the eyes? Anything to them. All you have to do is this: technical. That team goes shoot a free throw. Nope. That's, that's all you have to explain. Mm-hmm. Couldn't. You don't have to explain anything. Let the coach explain, well, he told me to shut up or he's going to yep. see me up, and then I decided to, to call him a, a blank, sucking blankety blank. And could you believe it? He cost us the game. Yeah. Could Whatever. not. It's your, your argument right here, it's, that's, it's horrible. You <laughs> warn the guy, shut up, I'm going to give you a technical, and what you shouldn't call it when he keeps on calling That's exactly right. Just because, just because. No. Yes, just coach, because it's the end of the coach, game and the game is on
1: enough. the line. That's exactly why no, you don't no, call no, it.
0: No, no, no. Yep. Uh, coach, you, if it's a technical in the first, it's nope. a technical in the fourth. Nope. The fourth. I would nope. love to have if – if you are ever officiating a game with me, all I gotta say, when the game is on the line, I am knocking down every single person on the <laughs> basketball court, tackling the guy with the ball, yeah. and then, uh, and then, uh, now when you're... Anything, I'll be like, yeah. I know you didn't call anything because you're a blankety blank puss. <laughs> and then walk off and be like, yeah, it's okay, it's okay, guys, the game was on the line. Well, now now you've
1: the line. taken it to the, to the ridiculous and the sublime, ridiculous. but I, I just, a foul I foul. No, well, that, see, that's where I completely disagree. The only with
0: you. time you don't call a, no. a foul is if the game is out of hand, like it's up, somebody's up by 40 points, let's get the heck out of here. Okay? When the game is on the line, that's when you have to make sure you're officiating.
1: Got to use common sense in both off the field and on the field. Rules need to be there to make things fair, but rules can never replace Common sensibility. I couldn't disagree with yeah, and, you more.
0: And, and the reason why we have rules is for in close game situations, there's a re- there's something to fall back on in what is right or wrong. So that if there is not a unfair. Nothing, nobody complains about pass interference when it's fifty to nothing. So twenty one to twenty. You know what I mean? And and, and there's a ridiculous fall out there. You know, that's when pass interference needs to be called. Not, yeah. you can, oh, you can't call it now. Game's on the line. I don't want to be ballsing enough with the man to be like, yes, that guy interfered with the play.
1: If it affected that, the play. It's
0: so funny how we look at stuff differently, Coach. If there, if, there me, was,
1: if there was an advantage to be gained or it affected the play, yeah, that's why the rule is there. If there, it did well, if not I affect tell you, the play.
0: i you, it's 50 to nothing. I can care less what you do. Let's get the heck out of here. Okay. Well, I'll that's how too. Well, yeah. All right.
1: We got sidetracked once again, Big Dog, and we got a rock and roll. We got the Hawk hockey. We did not get to the Bulls. We did not get to our award winning baseball roundup up and wrap them up.
0: Shocking. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think we're going to say this fairly often during the year. Real quick Cubs lose, Sox lose <laughs> yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah, what a surprise. Oh, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon now that they suck. Like, we didn't know that these teams are going to be bad early in the year. They have a, such a bad attitude, baseball fans. Uh, the Cubs are going to be all right. This by the end of this year, Cup fans are going to be extremely happy about how many young prospects they have. I,
1: I like the positive attitude. We will talk more tomorrow, Big Dog. don't forget at the playbook on Monday. And, again, if people want to join your gating Twitter parade, where do they go?
0: They go to Twitter and uh, follow this year, man, two words. Beautiful. This year, man.
1: Beautiful. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Thanks for listening, everybody. Two guys and a mic. TalkZone.com is signing off.